0: Clap of praise for his goodness, for his goodness and for his grace toward us. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. Praise God. You want a word from the Lord today? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> praise God. I remember the prophet was asked, is there a word from the Lord? And I'm so glad that there's always a word from the Lord. Amen. It's a wonderful, wonderful spirit in here today. Thank God for uh, Brother James who opened us up with uh, these love songs of praise as we just uh, showed God how much we love him through our singing. And uh, the scripture also mentioned uh, love. Uh, how can you love two masters? And I noticed as we were praying around the altar, Deacon Jack mentioned love. Praise God. So it seems that love is flowing into place today. Amen. And uh, thank God that uh, you know, last Friday, a few days ago, uh, despite all of the, the weather, all of the snowstorms, we had a chance to celebrate love. Amen. Uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, we were able to celebrate uh, that wonderful day that's set aside each year for us to just celebrate love. Uh, the wonderful, wonderful love. And you know during the weeks and the days leading up to Valentine's Day, I know you noticed that we were encouraged by the uh, media. Uh, to uh, remember Valentine's Day. We were, every time we went into a store, we would see the, uh, the shelves loaded with greeting cards with the beautiful hearts and messages. Uh, we heard the, uh, on the radio and saw on TV the ads from the florists, uh, a dozen long stem roses at a discount. <laughs> uh, we went into our shops and we saw you know, these advertising for getting the perfect gift you know, for your, your sweetheart for Valentine's Day. But, you know, that gift giving sometimes can, can uh, turn her out not the way we expected. it. Uh, these two gentlemen were talking about uh, Valentine's Day and the gifts they had given to their wives. And one of the fellows said, well, I don't know. Uh, I tried my best to give her a gift that pleased her. In fact, I even asked her to give me a list of things she wanted. You know, and I, I picked out two things from that list, and I, I bought them for her. Uh, she had said that she wanted a bag and a belt. And then when I went home and I, I actually even installed the belt and the bag in the vacuum cleaner. But she didn't appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, giving gifts can be a problem sometimes. Amen? <laughs> but Valentine's Day is a, a day to celebrate, you know, love. And it, it's good to have Valentine's Day. You know, there's an upside to Valentine's Day and there's a downside. You know, the upside is that it does give those who never stop to say I love you all during the year an occasion to do that. So that's the good side of uh, Valentine's Day. But it also it's a downside as well because uh, celebrating Valentine's Day might give us a distorted view of what love is all about. You know, it uh, uh, might make us think that love is about giving gifts or uh, love is only between sweethearts. Or that love is like giving cards or flowers. But how many of you know that there's more to love than that? Amen. Amen. You know, uh, in his teachings uh, about the kingdom of heaven, uh, Jesus taught about those uh, characteristics and those uh, lifestyle uh, principles that those who are part of the kingdom of God uh, demonstrate. Principles like humility. Uh, principles like uh, uh, helping each other to, to be successful. Uh, principles like uh, being peacemakers. Uh, principles like having a desire, a thirst, and a hunger for righteousness. Those are the uh, pr- uh, principles of those who are part of the kingdom of God. And he also mentioned love as one of the characteristics of those who are part of the kingdom. And God wants to speak to us today about the anatomy of love. Amen. What it takes to show love, true love. How many of you know what it takes to show love, true love? Well, hopefully, hopefully after God speaks to us, we'll have a better idea of what it takes to show love, true love. Uh, there are many misconceptions, as we said, about love. Um, what is it? Some folk, we, we think some folk are unlovable. That's a misconception about love. Some of us think that love is a feeling. That's a misconception about love. Well, today we want to search our scripture and see if we can find a a recipe for love, true love. Anybody looking for love, true love? Anybody want to give love, true love? Well, maybe God will help us as we study the word today. Amen. Our scripture is going to be found in the gospel according to St. Mark. And we'll be going to chapter 12 of the gospel according to St. Mark and we'll be reading verses uh, 28 to 34 as our uh, anchor scripture and when you find that if you would stand with me for the reading of God's word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now in this twelfth chapter of Mark, Jesus is having a discussion with uh, some scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees about some of the principles of the kingdom of heaven. And starting at verse 28, the Bible reads, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he, Jesus, had answered them well, asked Jesus, Which is the first commandment of all? Verse 29. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Verse 30, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And verse 31, And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Verse 32. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. Verse 33. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, And to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And finally, verse 34. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any question. Repeating verse 34. And when Jesus saw that he answered him discreetly, He said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man after that does ask him any question. Father Lord, we thank you for your word, O God. We thank you, Father Lord, because we know that your word is already richly blessed. We pray, Lord, that you would open up our ears that we might hear, open up our minds that we might understand, open up our hearts that we might receive, and Father Lord, let your work. Do the word, do its perfect work as you promised in your word. We thank you. Bless your people, Father Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats, could you ask your neighbor, how far are you from the kingdom of God? And I pray that your answer will be, (laughs) I hope, not very far. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the other day, as I was reading this uh, 12th chapter of the uh, Gospel of Mark, I got stuck. I don't know if you know, during this snowy weather, if anybody got stuck in the snow. You know, when you get stuck, you can't go forward, you can't go backward. And some of us might have gotten stuck in our homes with the snow came. But as I was reading Mark uh, chapter 12... I got stuck when I got to verse 34. Amen. I got stuck there and I just couldn't get beyond verse 34 of chapter 12. I was intrigued by the statement that Jesus made to the scribe, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It says that, I was intrigued because uh, as we look at that statement uh, and it says that uh, in verse 34 that Jesus said unto him, after the scribe had had answered Jesus' question, uh, responded to Jesus' answer by agreeing with him, Jesus said, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Just couldn't get beyond those words. Uh, that he would uh, make those words, uh, state those words to to the scribe. But this discussion began back in verse 28. We have to back up to verse 28 when the scribe asked Jesus the question of all the commandments, which one is the most important? It's verse 29. It said, and Jesus answered him, and he said, the first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel, The Lord our God is one Lord. And verse 30, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And 31, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the scribe was obviously a learned man. He was a a uh, who studied the law, he uh, even taught the law, he was well versed in the law, and he knew that Jesus had spoken the truth. He agreed with Jesus. He knew that Jesus had said that God was a loving God and that we should love our neighbor. All of that was true. And his, in his own words, if you look at uh, verses uh, 32 and 33, he sort of uh, agreed with Jesus in his own words. He said, there is one God. And there is none other but he. And in verse 33 he said, And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than the whole law. Whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And what I was hung up was about, about was what, even after the scribe had agreed with Jesus, even after he had told Jesus the truth, And even after Jesus had called him wise by the way he answered the question, Jesus said, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Amen. What was Jesus saying? He said, that's a good answer as far as it goes. But it doesn't go far enough. Amen. Being not far from the kingdom means that you still haven't quite gotten it. You still haven't been able to connect the dots. Uh, you, you know, you can give all the right answers, but Jesus is telling us you can still be far, not far from the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you don't want to just be not far from the kingdom? We don't want to just be not far from the kingdom. And I know once we've been saved, we, we are sanctified and we are, we are going to go to heaven. But you know, there are some kingdom principles uh, that as we were studying in Sunday school, you know, everybody who's not saved uh, is not being totally obedient to the will of God. Uh, when you obey God's will, when you're doing what God wants you to do, then you're part of the kingdom, amen. amen. There's some saved people who are not part of the kingdom, praise God, because they're not following the principles as we learned in Sunday school. We have Christians who are in all kinds of debt, we have Christians who are defrauding their brothers. We have Christians who are not showing love to their, uh, not giving forgiveness. Jesus said these are traits of the, those who are part of the kingdom. So I don't want to. I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven, but I want to be not far from the kingdom. I want to be in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So G- Jesus was telling the scribe that you got to, even though you have a crystal clear understanding of God's word even though in your head you know that you love God, even in your head you know you have understanding that the word tells us that we should love our neighbor, you're not far from the kingdom if it's just in your head. Amen. You're not far from the kingdom if you're not doing what God has asked you to do. You're not far from the kingdom. You still have a ways to go if you haven't learned to love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. You're still not far from the kingdom if you're not loving your neighbor as yourself. Amen. In this passage of scripture, Jesus gives us a clue on how we can bridge that gap from being not far from the kingdom to being smack dab in the kingdom. See, I want to be smack dab in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Don't want there to be any doubt about it. That I am walking the way Jesus wants me to walk. According to his word. Amen. Praise God. As we look again at uh, verses 29 and 30. Here, Jesus is reciting the first lines of the Shema. Praise God, the Shema. Can you say Shema? It comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. And it's a, a chief prayer of the Jewish faith, where they are, in doing their worship, they, they repeat the Shema, which is their affirmation of their belief in one God. And these are verses are as familiar to the Jewish people as the Lord's Prayer is familiar to us, how we recite that prayer. And as Pastor T. taught us some time ago, that this prayer is is one of the first prayers that a Jewish child learns as he's uh, taught in his religious faith. But that Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. And verse 5 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. See, Jesus was referring back to the Shema when he was explaining the, uh, the principle of love to the scribe. But do you notice that Jesus added some words to, to that Shema? In, in, the, in the Jewish faith, they see the soul and the mind as being one. And all Jesus did was to elaborate for clarity that the soul and the mind were, were one, but they, were, they had separate important functions. Praise God. So he said in his statement in verse 30 of chapter 12 of Mark, And thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. And by adding that phrase, with all thy mind, he's stressing the importance of knowledge in getting into the kingdom of God. You've got to fill your head with something in order to get into the kingdom of God. He was emphasizing the importance of knowing with the head. He was stressing the importance of head knowledge. You've heard of head knowledge? You know, throughout the scriptures, God repeats again and again the importance of head knowledge and the importance of having a sound mind. Proverbs 4.13 says, take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Proverbs 10.20 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. And Ecclesiastes 4.25 in the NIV says, So I turned my mind to understand, to investigate, and to search out wisdom in the scheme of things. So the Bible encourages us to learn things, to, to fill our mind with the word of God. Hallelujah. Uh, we give, uh, give ourselves knowledge and understanding. But let's get back to the response that Jesus made to that scribe. He said, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And he was telling the scribe that head knowledge is good. It's a necessary condition for you to get into the kingdom. Head knowledge is good, but it's not sufficient. You've got to have something more than just head knowledge. Now where would we be if, if John 3.16 somehow just got stuck in our heads? Hallelujah. But it never got to our hearts, praise God. Where would we be if all we had was head knowledge about God and about his goodness, but we never got it down into our hearts? Jesus was saying head knowledge is good, but it's not sufficient to get us in to the kingdom of God. So you, we, could, we could be able to quote scripture after scripture after scripture. We might be able even to, to say John 3.16 backwards. How many can do that? How many can do that? <laughs> we might be able to go to, have, if we have a problem, we can just leap through the Bible and get to the page that gives us the answer to our problem. That can all be up here in our head. But then we're, if that's the case, we're still not far from the kingdom of God. Praise God. We still we, we need to get into the kingdom of God. Uh, Jesus is saying, you know, the knowledge of the holy is great. We need to go to Bible study. We need to come to church so we can hear the word of God. We need to spend some time in our own private study to, to fill our head with knowledge. But we can't stop there. It's got to go further than that. Praise God. Now every, we should be telling the world about Jesus. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. We need to put that in their heads. Praise God. But we need to pray that they don't stop there. And Jesus' message to us today from his scriptures that it's good to love God with our heads. It's good to love God with our words because our, our words come out of our heads. Praise God. So it's good to love him with our head. It's good to love him with our words. But they can't stop there. Amen. His message today that it takes heart knowledge. Praise God. To really learn how to love. It takes heart knowledge to love God. It takes heart knowledge to love our neighbor. Praise God. God wants every day to be Valentine's Day. Amen. And that will only happen when our head knowledge about what's in the word of God sort of gets translated from head to heart. Amen? Then we'll be able to love as God wants us to love. Praise God. Well, you ask me, what is heart knowledge? Well, I just want to cover two points to help us understand what this heart knowledge is that we should all be seeking for. Amen? That heart knowledge is what allows us to be not just near the kingdom. But to be in the kingdom. Praise God. How many of you want that heart knowledge? Amen. Praise God. First, we want to discuss that heart knowledge is faith knowledge. And then number two, we want to discuss that heart knowledge is motivation to act knowledge. Just two points. Heart knowledge is faith knowledge. Amen. Praise God. Faith knowledge is just believing what God can do. What he says in his word, believing that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Faith knowledge is the knowledge of the the power that we have when we put our trust in God. When we put our trust in God fully and completely, knowing that his word is true. The Bible says that In order to come to God, we must first believe that he is. That believing is the faith that we need to have that helps us translate head knowledge into heart knowledge. Amen. Praise God. Believing is having faith knowledge. Walking by faith and not by sight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sight would tell us that one plus one has to equal two. But see, sometimes you need to have the faith that with God... Zero plus zero equals everything. Praise God. So you've got to be able to walk by faith and not by sight. Praise God. We walk, we have faith, uh, uh, knowledge where we know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So if we really believe that deep down into our hearts, that with Christ on my side, I can do all things because he's able to give me the power that I need to do all things praise God faith knowledge leads you to a regular prayer time with God see that's the the translation process of getting you from head knowledge to heart knowledge faith knowledge allows you to have a regular time with God where you go before him in faith believing that his word says if you call upon me I will show you great and mighty things you believe that deep down in your spirit That if you have a need before the Lord, he hears you. Even before you call, he promised. Faith is believing every promise that God has made. Appropriating every claim that he has made to you as a child of God. Believing that when you fall on your knees and meet him in his secret closet, that he's there to communion with you. In fact, believing that he's there waiting for you when you go into your prayer room. That he's already anticipated what your needs are. And he's waiting for you. And when we don't have that regular prayer time, he's sitting there waiting for us to show up. And we don't show up. He's there every day wanting to hear you to come and to have a little talk with him. He wants you to tell him all about your struggles and your trials. He said he will hear your humble cry and he will answer by and by. So we just need to have that regular time of just having a little talk with Jesus, praise God. That's what that faith, faith knowledge would do. Let us know that we can go to God in prayer and he will hear, hear us. Faith knowledge leads you to abstain from those thoughts and attitudes and those actions and those deeds that you know are displeasing to God. Holly, you know, we, we do things sometimes that we know are displeasing to them. We say things that we know are, that are displeasing to God. Faith knowledge allows you, praise God, to start letting those things go. Because he said we could cast all of that stuff out. He said he's a cleanser. He will, he will help us to, to renew our mind. and He will help us to deal with all of those issues that we need to just let go. That's what faith knowledge is. If I have a, a problem, if I have an addiction, I can let that go because I know my God is able to strengthen me and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's nothing that I can't resolve in my life that needs to be fixed without the help of God. Faith knowledge allows you to walk according to Matthew 16:24. And what is that? He said, if a man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We're talking about translating head knowledge into heart knowledge. And this faith knowledge allows us to lay aside some of those weights and to deny ourselves. Praise God. It It enables us to push ourselves back from the table. We're eating too much, amen? <laughs> Deny ourselves, and then take up our cross and follow him. See, we, we, we live in an age where nobody wants to carry a cross. But that's part of, of, of serving our Lord. And, and the beauty thing, beautiful thing about it is that when we take up our cross, there's a blessing in store for us. See, we, can't, we all we see is the cross, but God sees the blessing that's going to come upon us as we start walking in his will, as we start denying ourselves, as we start allowing God's fullness to, to grab hold of us. Praise God. That's a blessing. And it, it takes faith to believe that God will do what he promised. You know, we talk about tithing. And, you know, tithing is really not so much for the church. Tithing is for us who give. Because God said if we give, he will show us blessings that we can't even contain. Praise God. So it's walking by faith and not by sight. That's the faith knowledge. We need faith knowledge to turn our head knowledge into heart knowledge so we can love God the way he deserves to be loved, so that we can love our boss, so that we can love our, our neighbor, so that we can love our pastor, so we can love those who we think are unlovable. We need, we need to have heart knowledge. Praise God. And our second point, heart knowledge is motivation to act knowledge. Can you say that? Motivation to act knowledge, praise God. We say once we have that faith knowledge, once we believe God can do all things, once we believe that there's nothing impossible for God, once we believe that God uh, said if you take one step, I'll take two, once we have that ingrained in our spirit, that God is a God who does what he's able to do. And that's all things. We need to put that faith into action. Praise God. Amen. You know, it's okay to, 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 to sit down and say, I have faith that God's going to do this. But let's look at the book of James. Praise God. Chapter 2. Looking at verse 17 to 20. Praise God. The Apostle James tells us how we need to put our faith into action. In verse 17 he says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is what? Is dead. Hallelujah. Being alone. Verse 18 he said, yea, a man can say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Praise God. Verse 19, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Verse 20, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. Praise God. Now we've got got faith, but we've got to put that faith to work. We've got to exercise that faith in order for our head knowledge to do what? Become heart knowledge. Praise God. Now these verses are telling us that having head knowledge sitting in our heads and faith knowledge being held in by our will, praise God, will result in nothing unless we are motivated to act, praise God. Heart knowledge is motivation to act knowledge. Get it out of your head, praise God. Get it into your heart by having the faith, And then by having the will to act on your faith, praise God. That's how we learn how to show love to God and show love to our fellow man, praise God. We have to have the will to act. And the will is just a determination that I'm going to do, I'm going to move, I'm not going to be lazy, as we learned today in Sunday school. The will that I'm going to just move. I'm not going to sit there waiting for... The blessing to come our way. I'm going to go after that blessing. See, that's what God wants. He wants us to go claim our blessing. Don't sit and wait for the blessing to fall on you. Praise God. But go after that. That's the will to act. The motivation to act. The desire to do something. To get what you want. Praise God. And what you need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to have the will to act. We have to do, actually do those things that lets God know that we love him. We have to not, not just keep it all to ourselves. You know the, uh, that old song, I can't, just can't keep it to myself? We just got to let it go and, hallelujah, just spread it around. We've got to do those things that lets our neighbor know that we love him. Do those things that let God know that we love him. What are are the things we do to let God know that we love him? Of course we come into the sanctuary and we lift our voices in praise and thanksgiving and we raise our arms and we let God know him uh, know that we love him through our praise. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. But do we let him know that we love him through our words that we speak to somebody? Do we let him know that we love him through the help we give to somebody who's in help, in need? Are we, how far are we from the kingdom? Praise God. Jesus told the scribe, you're not far from the kingdom. I don't want him to tell me that. (laughs) You're not far from the kingdom. You may say that, that might sound good on on surface. Uh, You're not far from the kingdom. (laughs) But you're getting there. Well, I, I want to be there, right? I want to be in the kingdom. Hallelujah! Praise God! Hallelujah! We have to actually do those things to show our, la- our neighbor that we love him. We can't be like that rich young ruler who came to Jesus in Mark chapter ten, seventeen to twenty-two verses. This young man had good head knowledge. He knew the commandments. In fact, he quoted them to Jesus. The, Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. And he testified to Jesus, I've done all of these since I was a young man. He knew the Lord. He knew the word. Filled up with head knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. He even had faith knowledge. Because the Bible says that he came to Jesus and he knelt down before him. Oh, wouldn't it be great if many men and women started rushing to Jesus and kneeling down before him? Praise God. So he had the faith to come. Praise God. Hallelujah. But what happened when Jesus told the young man that he had to put his faith in action? He had to be motivated to act. He had to sell everything that he had and to give to the poor. But as the Bible said, he went away sad. Praise God. He he went away still not far from the kingdom. Praise God. Had a great opportunity to come into the kingdom. But he went away sad. Not allowing his head knowledge. Not allowing his faith knowledge. To cause him to motivate himself to do what Jesus was telling him to do. So that that head knowledge could be translated into heart knowledge, and he could learn how to love his neighbor as himself. Praise God. Hallelujah. We want to have head knowledge. We want to have heart knowledge. We want to have faith knowledge. We want to have motivation to act knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. Since the beginning of this year, uh, we have been encouraging all of us to get to know what our spiritual gift is. Uh, We talked about the fact that God has Blessed each and every one of the children of of his children with a a special gift. And some of us have might have more than one gift. But he gave us those gifts so that we could glorify him. And that's one way we show God that we love him. By using what he's given us so that we can glorify him. That's, That's love for God. We use those gifts also so that others would be blessed. Hallelujah, by getting to to know more about the kingdom of God and, and what its power is. So we need to exercise our gifts. And that's what we're calling everyone to do. Discover your gift. Develop your gift. Deploy your gift. It's a sign of taking your head knowledge that we all now have. Anybody in here doesn't know that you have a gift? Praise God. You've got head knowledge. That you've got a gift. Praise God. So the question is, are you developing that gift? Are you uh, deploying that gift? Are you using it to the glory of God? Are you using it to bless somebody else? Are you taking that head knowledge and putting it into your heart knowledge so that you can love God and love your, your fellow man? Praise God. Praise God. God wants us to be good stewards of this gift that he's given us. And God's word to us today is that we show our love for him. We show our love for our neighbor by doing three things. First, by taking the head knowledge that we all now have. The knowledge that each of us does in fact have a special gift from God. That's what we know. And number two, applying that head knowledge to that head knowledge, our faith knowledge. Our faith knowledge telling us that that gift that God has given me, he has promised that it would be a blessing to somebody. It says in his word that he, that gift has been given to us so that we can help others. And that's we have to accept that by faith. So we do that, we apply the faith knowledge that what God's word has said is true, and we use our head knowledge. Praise God. But what else? What, what else do we have to do? We have to motivate ourselves to act on that head knowledge, using our faith knowledge to have what? Heart knowledge. Praise God. You got that? <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Wants us to use what we've got to be a blessing to others. Praise God. And that's how we show love. That's how we love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. We that's how we become citizens of the kingdom. That's how we bridge that gap between being not far from the kingdom to being right in the middle of the kingdom. Praise God. By allowing our heart knowledge to to allow us to do those things that are pleasing to God. To allow our heart knowledge to help us to love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. Praise God. I, for one, don't want to be a stone's throw from the kingdom. I want to be Right in the kingdom. I want to be obedient to what the Lord says about being a citizen of the kingdom. Praise God. We can show God that by be, uh, taking his word today and blessing others through his word. Amen. Yes, yes. Father Lord, we thank you for the word today, O oh God. Lord, it's our desire that you would be pleasing of all of our thoughts and all of our deeds and all of our words, O oh God. It's our desire, Father, Lord, that, that all of the wonderful opportunities that you give us to learn about you, Father, all of the opportunities to, to fill our mind with the wonderful wisdom and the wonderful knowledge and the wonderful instruction that you have in your word, O oh God. But, Lord, we are praying today that all of that knowledge that you give us, Lord, does not become stuck in our heads. Lord, we pray that we would take the faith that you have planted in us, O God. The faith that we can say to yonder mountain, be thou removed into the sea, and it shall be done. The faith that we can lay hands upon the sick and see them healed, O God. The faith, Lord, that we can uh, touch a a need with our prayer power, oh God. And that we can tear down yokes, oh God, and pull down strongholds because you've given us the power of the kingdom, Lord. Father Lord, we pray that we would allow that all to become in our hearts, oh God. That when we look at a, a brother in need, Father Lord, we won't look at him with our eyes, oh God, but we would look at him with our heart. Lord that we would use what resources that you've given us oh God not only to bless ourselves father but to bless those who are crying out in need father Lord we thank you Lord for teaching us your word we thank you Lord that we can uh, learn your word we thank you Lord that we can fill our head with good knowledge but father Lord don't let it stop there oh God let us be motivated oh God to do your will, Father. Motivated to go and spread the good news, oh God. Motivated to go even behind the prison bars and to carry the gospel message. Motivated to go into the hospitals, oh God, and those who can't come out to church and to bring them the good news of Jesus Christ, that he loves them with that everlasting love. Oh Lord, we want to be in the kingdom, of oh God. Lord, we want to be fully and completely in line with your word on how we as citizens ought to conduct ourselves. Father Lord, you said that we should be lights. That's a kingdom principle. That we should let our light shine in a dark world, oh God. And Father Lord, we know that that is a a way to show love, oh God. That we show love by our example, Father. To help others to walk in a direction toward you. So Lord, that's our prayer today, oh God, that as we remember love and your call for us to love you and to love others, that we will be about doing what's required to let that love flow. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Let it sink into our hearts, oh God. And Father Lord, whenever asked again how far we are from the kingdom, We'll be able to say without any hesitation that we're dab in the middle of the kingdom. We thank you, Lord. And bless your people, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now there might be somebody, praise God, praise God. There might be some here today who just want a prayer. Praise God, dear. You know you're you're in the kingdom but you might want a little more strength to, to deal with the things that are swirling all around you, things that you have to deal with. Our altars are open for, for prayer today. We want to invite Jerron to come at this time, to a young man who's going to be going into the service. We're going to ask God for this blessing, oh God, in a special way. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Grandmother's with them.